And here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. Another day at the Content Factory. Yeah. Clocking in here for the next 52 minutes and 30 seconds. Hey, Ralph. Yeah, that's yes. I uh, let's start with yesterday's program. Well, actually, I wanted to really quick just just interject something because somebody passed along a message. So John John Taffer said hi. Did he really? Yeah. Was he like, but not to us? Yeah. When? How? Like three minutes ago, he was on with Jim and Sam. And when I was coming into the studio to do the show with you, he was walking by and I'm like, oh, hey, John. And he's like, Ryan, how are you? And he's like, oh, you know, tell your tell your friends I said hi. So I assume that I assume he meant Stan, Nicole and you. OK, OK. <laughs> did we ever air that? I think we did. Yeah. I don't know if we did. I oh, forget. Really? I think we John did. Taffer did a show where he fixed marriages and I thought it was going to be fun to talk to him about like this fucking weird. Like you fix the bar, you could fix, fix a marriage, but he was yeah. really into it. He was and very it, into it. And it didn't go the way I thought it would go. You know what I mean? Like I thought we were going to have fun with it and not really talk about people's marriages, but he did. We, he was really in, which is good. He, if somebody's going to work on your marriage, you want them to care. Yeah. He said he was very happy to be back in person, but this place isn't the same. That's what he said. Yeah. Well, maybe he could come in and fix it. He would be like, he would be watching me walk. He, if John Taffer was fixing our office, he would pull me aside and he'd be like, hey, what about you? You used to come to this place five fucking days a week. Why are you only coming in on Tuesdays? Yeah, he's like, he's like, well, I yeah, really, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so happy to be up here, but it's just not the same with nobody here. You got you got all this space here. You got customers coming in. Why are you not here? If you want people to come in, why are you not here? And I'd be like, John, I don't I don't own this place. <laughs> Perhaps they should fire me. Oh, I love it. I would say, hey, John, have you ever gone into a bar? Like, here's what I would tell John Taffer. I'd say, yeah. John, have you ever gone into a bar and been like, holy shit, this bar only has enough clientele for 20 customers, and yet it sits 2,000 people. Perhaps this bar could be successful if it downsized this bar and let it the rest of its employees work from home. That's John- what I would say. John Taffer is one of the people that taught me the lessons accidentally that, that what I like today, I will not like tomorrow. Because when Bar Rescue first started, yeah, I used to watch him and he would go into these bars that were like packed frat bars and like fun places. Right. And they're like, oh, it's managed awful. It's bad. And you guys don't have a cocktail list. And I'm like, who wants to go to a bar and have a cocktail? Just give me a Miller Lite or a, you know, like a vibe, like just make it quick, simple. And, and it takes way too long to make a cocktail. And now I'm like, why can't I find a, just a decent fucking drink anywhere? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but at a college very, bar, no one's getting cocktails at college bars. No, but I was always very much like, I don't understand why anybody would want a, a fancy drink at a bar. Just give me something quick. Like, this is too much. And now, like, I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm trying to remember what gir- what drinks girls used to get when we were in college. I don't even recall because they certainly weren't like, I'll have a Cosmo at fucking Chuck's in Syracuse, you well, know, Cos- in a plastic Co- cup. Yeah, Cosmo would be the only like cocktail anyone would like delve into. But I, I felt like a lot of vodka cranberries. Maybe. Yes. Uh huh. I still rem- it's just crazy. You know, what's also pretty wild to me now that I'm thinking now that we're talking about, you know, your younger years and whatever. I used to just gratuitously make out in places all the time. All the time. All the time. You mean me, right? You mean no, you both see- of us, both of us. <laughs> I don't I don't think I would do that now. Ugh. Also, also now being an adult again, if I and again, it's just like the age thing. I would make out for a long time before I'd be like, hey, what if what if uh-huh. I took my pants off? <laughs> you just got to be home when you do that. You can't do that when you're yeah. out at, at the places. Yeah. And so and but now I feel like I would make my way to that idea just very quickly. I'd be like, hey, and they'd be like, all right, okay." I'd be like, we're both adults. We're every second is a is a second closer to dying. We need to. You know, 
our friend had the one our friend had the one wedding our friend had only one wedding our friend had a wedding where remember that uh i thought it was a good idea or me and a and a friend thought it was a good idea to just go into the the picture booth and just make out for 15 minutes now here's the thing that was a video booth yeah wasn't it yeah where so you the- could like give a greeting it was supposed to be like a reality show confessional where you yeah. could go in and like hey you know i love you guys remember when we did this and then it would all get spliced together for a big wedding video but me and uh, we just went in and made out so is there a video does our friend have a video of you just for 15 minutes making out with a chick probably oh yeah he That's probably worse <laughs> he probably does would that you would, ra- I think I'd rather have a video of somebody taking a dump. I think I'd just be like, uh, like I'm I'm equally grossed out by them. That's fair. And I mean, like, I was that guy. When you see two people make it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was me. Well, anyway, uh John Taffer, did he what was he promoting today? Do we know? I don't know. He was he was in a he was in a very fancy suit, and I just asked him, you know, who is because he said that this place is I love being up here, but it's not it's different without the people. And I said, Oh, who'd you come to see? And he's like, I was with Jim and Sam. So he I don't should, we know. We should have when it, when the COVID stuff was happening, he should have done bar rescue, but like with the government, been like cocktails to go. <laughs> just, I don't know. Uh yesterday's show, speaking of the government, we talked about Supreme Court of the United States, and uh it didn't occur to me. Or it just didn't even cross my mind because I got to be honest, I'd never really heard this word until about, I don't know, 10 hours after we recorded the program that I used the word. Uh, I was trying to say the word codify. Right. And I said codify. And Ryan made no attempt to correct me. May I add, because he didn't know. I, I admitted uh, I didn't know when you asked me what it meant. I said, that's a word out of my vocabulary. And I took a guess and I was I was about seven percent right. Do you. I wanted to re-record the show in that moment because was, of that word. Well, I don't like I feel like, OK, it's one thing to not know, which we didn't know at the time what the fuck that was. It's another thing to mispronounce it like an actual idiot. But did anyone hold on? How did you come to the conclusion? Like, is this I heard someone else say codify and I went, oh, fuck. But I don't think you were so far off. I think it's stupid that it's pronounced like the fish, because if I here was my here was my thinking pattern on the whole thing. Well, because the thing does come from code, right? Yes. Right. I thought. Yeah. What also uh, uh, codify? Codify. Well, like, like I the famous one from the mashup, right? And that I, dude, this is another one that I let go. I didn't even, I don't think I heard it when it actually happened that it went by that Nicole said that someone got indicted. <laughs> and like, and like, I wasn't even paying attention. And she's like, so, you know, so and so after this incident on, you know, at the nightclub was indicted and, and it went right over my head. I'm like, indicted? Yeah, there's certain I, I got to be honest, I used to consider myself a very smart person and in certain topics, I, I still do. But I, I think I'm possibly illiterate uh, in other things, because there are many words that when you you say them frequently, but when you see them, you don't like apropos. Apropos is a very good hyperbole, hyperboil. Yes. Right. Apropos is like a pros, basically. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to begin to spell apropos. I, I just, I, I, I you but know, that's what? not English, but that's not English though. Like that's sort of fair because I feel like apropos is not like that's French, right? I guess. So, Again, so moron, well, don't know. Probably in, indicted in a way. Uh, if if you make a movie about somebody, what's it called? Uh oh, uh, a biopic. A biopic. But how many times do you hear biopic? Biopic. I hear biopic all the time. And I don't know whether it's just somebody reading quickly and not paying attention, but or they really don't know. But I hear biopic all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, But there are also just things like I cannot spell. Now, granted, I think these are pretty hard words like hors d'oeuvres. If you asked me to spell hors d'oeuvres. Another French word. There's no fucking way. Like, I I know that it's like H-O-R. There's an apostrophe. It's D-R, some shit. Right. But I just will never get it. Um, is is every like other things that I just can't quite received. I always am bad at convenience. 
really any ei words i'm an idiot I, um, dude, you know, I'm like, like I joke about it, but I am, I'm one step above illiterate. I mean, I can definitely, no, I, dude, I am. I, dude, I was a history major because I failed the grammar, spelling and punctuation test at Syracuse university. Okay. Like I, I couldn't get past it. I'm dyslexic and I can't read for shit. Like if I can read an article, but if you want me to read a book, I can't do it. Okay, well, that's not good. That's not good for the, the, the this program going forward. It's not good. Did you, for... did you know this? Well, I, I will say, I feel, I feel like, you, and I said this yesterday, but I'll say it again today. I feel like the guy who deems himself the historian of the show uh-huh. should have come up a little stronger on the codify situation. Why? Because it's the law, it's history, it's that type of shit. I don't know. It's it's not it's not John Mayer or sports knowledge, which Let's is where, this, where I live. All the right? way you said it, codify versus codify, or, or like the uh, listen I, that one I wouldn't have even cared. It's not like biopic and biopic. It's it's not like hyperboil and hyperbole. Like mm-hmm. you 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 use just a slightly different accent. Could I? And, yeah. Could I try and make it a tomato tomato situation? Yeah. Like, I don't think like it's. it's clo- yeah, it's closer to that. Like, I don't think you were that far off. I just felt like an idiot. Uh, you shouldn't. I, you're making. Did anyone say anything to you? Did anyone make fun of you? No, for I get out in front of these things. Yeah. See, I think you're I think you're just putting this one totally on yourself. You don't call me stupid. I call me stupid. <laughs> Percolate. OK. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. I just I don't know. I I say so much dumb shit that I I just I I don't know. Like, I, I think I should be smarter than I am. I don't know what happened. Well, you know, yeah, I, I, I dude, I think that you're just making a huge deal out of this for nothing. Speak, no again, one noticed. No one noticed related to the to the Supreme Court, the impending Supreme Court decision. Yeah. I am a fucking now again, I was talking yesterday about my Instagram basically being an echo chamber of every story being like, you know, that we got to save abortion. And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, I know this is bad, but I am I am such a shitty person when it comes to activism in the sense that and I remember and it's just because I am on my phone so much that I have to imagine when people post these things. They think that they're hitting different people with them. Meanwhile, it's really just me seeing 12 in a row. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. By the end of like, I remember feeling this way with the the like social justice protests on some point where I was like, I get it. I know it's a fucking problem. Like well, by, I- and, 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 and by the end of yesterday, I was like, oh, my God, I know. I know. I know every single one of you. I get it. What uh, the, you just posting this tweet thread is probably not helping. I have awareness. I quit giving up on posting breaking news. Like I don't, I now when I see people, cause, cause like one person's going to get it out there that, that Betty white died. Right. Uh But like soon everyone's just going to copy. And then the next day everyone's posting Betty white died. It's like, yeah, we we get it. And, and I was not going to break the news on social media. My Instagram stories got to the point where one girl posted, take five minutes and read this thread, this, all this. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. And the thread was, we sh- and I'm not making this shit up. Okay. The thread was, and, and I don't know if I'm mad at this because I'm a man and I'm just, I have some deep, deep-seated fucking, you know, inside hate or, or something. Okay. But, but, cause it doesn't not make sense. It's just ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. The thread more or less deduced, we should just stop men from coming and then we wouldn't have to worry about abortions at all. I mean, hey, we wouldn't have to worry about overpopulation either. And, so and like, I get it. I get it. Right. But I want to be like, who are you? And, and you know, it, it, com- it, it comes back around to. And if you're saying this is ridiculous, it's equally ridiculous as governing women's bodies, which sure. Yeah. But but who are you trying to convince Men, am I supposed to read this and be like, well, now basically they were saying that every if 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 you um, cause an unwanted pregnancy and I'm sure this person was being dramatic. Yeah. Or maybe not, though, because it's really 
I could argue it either way if you really wanted me to do it. But it's if you cause an unwanted pregnancy, they cut your balls off. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so I was I, like, what? I would go I would go on the argument. I would go deeper on the other side. Right. Is that is that I would I would do something like um, outlaw vasectomies. OK, and I know it's the total opposite. Like it's not it's not what we want, but it's still sort of the the like if you're going to if you're going to say that you can't do abortions, you know, then you shouldn't be able to outlaw vasectomies. I mean, where does it start? Right. Yeah. I, well, you're, you're saying, well, really, what would is is forced vasectomies would handle the problem. Then you wouldn't have to worry about abortion because well, that's anyone... what I that's what I thought at first is that, you know, when you turn 17, you should get a vasectomy. Everybody just snips it. But if you if you more go with the theory of of the the pro-life people, it's sort of more like you should ban vasectomies um, because you should just create as many pregnancies as possible because mm -hmm. that's what they're going for here. Well, I, I don't know if they're going for as many pregnancies as possible, just that every pregnancy results in a baby. Or well, when does it start? It. Does it start? So it starts when the egg hits the, the sperm. It's not when the sperm is created or when the egg is created. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, like, why are you going to cut off the, the, the supply? The other argument was women can have as many or like there's no there's no like a woman could be as slutty as she wants and have as many orgasms as she wants and, and never create a baby without sperm so therefore it's the men's responsibility which it's like all right sure i get it i get it i i guess the thing that, that really confuses me about this whole thing is is you know the people that are for it are saying that it's unconstitutional and that you know the constitution the constitution and i'm like did you forget the part where the constitution says your religion doesn't dictate our government mm -hmm. like they forget that part it's I don't also just I, you it, it something... is your religion that's dictating this. So if you want to fall back on the Constitution, go to the First Amendment and read it. It's also just fucking crazy. It's it's truly unbelievable to me that you can have something inside of you that you don't want. And they're like, nah, that you have to you right. have to now. It's it's just so well, and, and, and not only that, like if you're thinking about it as a choice and like like you almost positioned it as though it's an inconvenience. Right. Is that I don't want this. But if you think about it, I know a massive amount of pain, body changes. Thank you. No, where I'm saying is that I know people that have had to do it for medical purposes. Like it's 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 it, it, it legit. Like there was no choice. And and mm -hmm. and I, I just the 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 short sightedness of this that it's very much in the people that only see it one way they only see it as slutty promiscuous people going around and you know having serial abortions whereas meanwhile there's a there's a very practical side of it and the Pete yeah. I mean dude the Pete Buttig why people aren't playing the Pete Buttigieg response over and over again in the last two days I don't know because that's was the, that's the well, let me see if I can pull it up because that is it was the most sort of profound um thing that i've ever heard about it i just don't understand why all these pro-life people aren't lining up to uh, adopt everyone that's in an orphanage or do all that stuff first that's what i want to know like let's like if, if if this is the if the if the goal is to give every child a life like let's let's clear that queue first and then start we can taking care of this. the people that are here uh, yeah and then once that's all taken care of then we can start forcing these babies to be born Right. We don't need any. Uh, all right. I think I Ryan's think, in studio. It's Sirius XM today. I'm at my house. I don't know if this no, is I think the, the dialogue has oh. got. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I think this is the right one. That's so caught up on where you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line. And I trust women to draw the line when it's their own. This is I don't think this is the one. Son of a gun. I don't know. It makes sense. Just to be clear, just to be clear, you're saying that you would be okay with a woman well into the third trimester deciding this to abort her pregnancy. Look, th these hypotheticals are usually set up in order to provoke a strong well, no, emotional. No, but in fairness, no, but, oh, all right, so it's not hypothetical. There's six thousand women a year who get abortions in the third. That's trimester. right, representing less than one percent of cases. I know, but, but six thousand pregnancies. Let's take ourselves in. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of a woman in that situation. If it's that late in your pregnancy, that means almost by definition, you've been expecting to carry it to term. 
We're talking about women who have perhaps chosen a name, women who have purchased a crib, families that then get the most devastating medical news of their lifetime, something about the health or the life of the mother that forces them to make an impossible, unthinkable choice. And the bottom line is, uh, as horrible as that choice is, uh, uh, that woman, that family may seek uh, spiritual guidance, they may seek medical guidance, but it's, that decision is not going to be made any better, medically or morally, because the government is dictating how that decision should be made. That's one of the best responses I've heard in a long time. I agree. I agree. Just put that guy in charge. But no, um, I, dude, I know exactly what he's talking buses, about. Ryan. <laughs> I, I, just exactly he's what in he's in charge of the buses. The buses. Just exactly what he's talking about, though. I, I know that situation for real you know like that is that is a real thing and 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 just just to i don't know it's very upsetting mark it's very upsetting i get it i well i don't get that i've never been through that luckily but uh i I have i have i mean not me personally but i've been through it like it's not fun so yeah i I would imagine it's also just like i i think all of this is just you know, on some level, fuck the Supreme Court for making us have to talk about this. I, I don't I'm not equipped to this, but I, I certainly in, in two facets, in two facets, I'm not equipped for this. Uh-huh. One. I don't pay enough attention to this stuff. Two, I am a man. Right. And, and to, that, to the that's first, a, that's a bad reason. No, no, it's not everybody. Oh, go ahead. No, it's not, because what I'm saying is much in the same way Pete Buttigieg brought it up. Yeah, this is this. This does not seem like it's for me to decide. As far as I I don't know what comes along with pregnancy, I don't know what what comes along with with having a baby. So the fact that I would stand on any soapbox and be like, no, you fucking have to. Right. Is ridiculous. Right. That's what I mean when I say I'm a man. Got it. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't. Because, it, because it does like, as, as somebody, as somebody said it, like if you're, if you're going the, I'm a man, this doesn't affect me. Uh, the response was uh, child support generally starts at like 30% of your salary. So good luck. Yeah. But the other thing is, do you know, do you know that oftentimes you don't even have, if you don't pay child support, it doesn't even affect your uh, credit. Right. And it that should. friends is a, this is happening. Shitty life hack. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, you probably should. Uh, I'm 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 all for the criminal penalties for not paying it. But but I don't know that that has to do with credit, but whatever. I mean, you, there's well, uh, yeah, it should. That's not paying your fucking bills. It is. I know it's weird, but it's a, like a different kind of bill. Ryan, do tell us why not paying child support should not affect your credit. Well, because it's not a it's not a uh, the credit measures your uh, your willingness to pay back with businesses and corporations. And like I said, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm saying that if you don't pay your child support, there should be criminal penalties. I just don't think the, that that transunion is the right person to or is the right person to delve out those. Penalties. I feel like the mother and the child become creditors in that situation. And therefore, it just it just seems muddy. I would much rather just do the do the the, the, the there it should seems be fucking weird penalty. that not paying your serious XM bill can affect your credit. Whereas not like more than if you just never support your child. Private corporations should not uh, delve out criminal penalties. That's let's put it the other way. Like like private corporations, TransUnion and who are the other? um, Right. Liberal Ryan. Ryan says you can get an abortion up to five years old. I don't think. I don't think it has anything to do with being liberal. I'm just saying that I don't think that any private corporation should be responsible for uh, criminal penalties. Does the Constitution say anything about credit scores? (laughs) No, I'm Um, not at all saying that deadbeats shouldn't be punished. I'm just saying that I think it's a dangerous thing to let private corporations start doling out criminal punishments. 
I don't know if is a credit score a criminal punishment if you're committing a crime and they're and they're the ones and you're saying that your credit score should be doing that then yeah then the credit company is is well, delving no, up I just look at it as not paying your bill in the same way if I didn't pay the bill to a doctor I saw it but this is a criminal this isn't this isn't like skipping out on a, on an iPhone bill yes this but is it is criminal. also not paying a bill this is a right but it's a criminal offense sure I don't see why you can't double dip <laughs> much in the same way that I would imagine if you had some type of Ponzi scheme, you would get criminal punishment. And I have to imagine that maybe it would affect your credit in some I way. I can't fucking believe I can't fucking believe that I keep coming back to this book in this movie because I shouldn't. It's not that profound. But then hanger. Then you end up with Ready Player One, where a private company is enslaving people to pay off their debts. Ready player one. <laughs> I don't know why I keep coming back to that movie, but that's what part of it's about is the private company. If you don't pay the private company, they can enslave you until you've paid them back. So that's why is that's why I'm against it is, right. is that I don't think private companies should be doling out criminal punishments. Well, uh, then you start to get to the credit score in general. I don't know how I, I guess we'll just talk about this for a minute and then we'll move on. But the, the I think the credit score has so much fucking weight in American society that for something that no one really knows, like it, like the average person. Works. Yeah. If you go how OK, TransUnion decided that I can't get this house. Well, yeah. Bye. And now and now they've made it such a joke, like it's so um uh, 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 and what's the right word? Uncredible now, incredible or uncredible now, not incredible, uncredible. Um, because it's like, hey, come to our website, sign up, and we'll boost you by twenty points. Yeah. Like, well, that just makes it seem like whatever your fucking voodoo magic score is is real. Yes. Like, yeah, clearly you're keeping good track. We'll just I, boost you for no reason. Yeah, like if if we're and and you know if as you've talked about in the past when when you had um when you were trying to buy a house and you had like a an insurance thing that was incorrectly digging your credit score it's a friggin disaster oh my god yeah i really thought i was screwed like it was to the point where i was calling like dude i was starting to call government officials like it was i thought that i was going to be so screwed that something that i didn't do was on my credit i wasn't going to be able to, i'm like calling my congressman being like this is fucked did anyone what is your did your congressman call back like hello Ryan this is yeah. congressman no he didn't he didn't call back but the staff called back and then what what happens when you call your congressman I've never done that um I've I've called uh, Sean Patrick Maloney is my congressman is, and I, and he's in Washington he well yes I he well he has an office I don't know where he lives I've seen him no no I've, I mean like he's like I've he's seen not him like in a local town. rep no he's the he's the he's the house rep meaning in Albany or in in Washington. Okay. In now Washington. I have to imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've seen him around. I've seen him around the city or around my town. Oh, yeah. Demois spotted. <laughs> um, just fucking. Sean Patrick uh, Maloney pulling into a Burger King and works. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, do it's it's Ryan. Just wanted to let you know, Sean Patrick Maroney helped me with my credit. <laughs> um, and then we went to Carbone with Andy Cohen. Um. Do you do you know, I feel like the average amount of people that reach out to their congressperson, they're probably fucking nuts, right? So I've done it. You're probably right or probably fucking nuts. I've done it twice. Once um, because I was going to D.C. and I asked for a White House tour uh -huh. and, and he took care of me and set me up with a White House tour and got me in the chamber <laughs> of the house. Can you just can you hit him up and be like. I'm going to Disney World next. Anything you can do would be appreciated. <laughs> no, but if you're in D.C., like like you can call your congressman and they have access to certain things in D.C. You should. If you're taking your family to D.C. on a trip or you're going with your friends, call your congressman, call your senator and say you want to do things. And they like like go on a White House tour, go in the chambers. Let me be clear. The official position of the radio program, this is happening on Sirius XM and at TIH show on social media, is do not call your congresspeople to say anything about the current Supreme Court decision. Only call them and ask if you can have tours of the facilities and other free shit, like a pencil. I bet they have those. They probably maybe, do. A nice, maybe a tiny American flag, yeah. a bumper sticker, yep. things that will uh, enhance your life. And the second time I called was about this whole credit thing. And I was hopping fucking mad. And I, I called. So them you just screamed at them. You were like, I know you have literally nothing to do with this. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And I'm like, but I are there resources like where can I do? What can I do? What can I? And they started giving me phone numbers and things of people to call and follow up. Um, but and then I eventually did get the problem solved. So I didn't have to keep going down that path. But did those you are the call times. them and let them know that you fixed it? 
No, they didn't care. They were, they, I mean, I'm sure if I kept following up with them, the person would have, would have helped me, but it was only one call where they're like, okay, start here, start here, start here. And then, you know, if you still have problems, call back. Can we get your congressman on the show and ask him what type of free shit he can get us? I bet you he'd do it. He does a lot. Of, I see him on TV all the time. He does oh, oh, it's like your friend. On well, TV. And there is the one time. Are I you closer him. with him or Ryan Cabrera? Uh, with Ryan Cabrera. OK, there is the one time that I called. There's one legislative thing I've ever called a representative about. Okay. Um, that I called my state guy. What was it? Uh, uh, was Carl Brabneck or something is his name. And I called um, Fucking and, Carl Carl. And I called uh, for the I think I've told you this story before the first time, not this last time, but the first time around that the, uh, marijuana legalization came up in the in New York. Mm-hmm. And I called and asked if he and I just called him like, hey, I just, you know, I'm a voter in your constituency or a voter in your district. And I just would like to encourage him to vote for this bill. And the woman's like, ha, 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 I'll go ask him. Hold on. She kind of, yeah, he's not voting for that. I'm like, that's okay. I understand. I'm just calling to ask if he please would, but I understand. Yeah, he's not voting for that. Ma'am, I, I, I understand. I've done my part. I just called him and I said, I'm one of his voters. I would like if he please would. Yeah, he's not gonna. Okay. Ma'am, I, I understand, ma'am. I've done my part. Can you please let me get off the phone now? <laughs> Did you vote for him again after that? No, no. In fact, the last time, the last time uh, he was unopposed and I wrote in. Who'd you write in you? I wrote in my next door neighbor. Did they win? No. Oh, bummer. And that's why weed continues to be. No, it's now legal in New York, but it was done not as uh, it was done. Not that way. I don't think I don't think it was done through the legislature. Yeah, I was walking yesterday. I was walking to the train. And I was in Harlem, which I think probably it's 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 got a different vibe up there than other parts of the city. There were people I've never seen this like this was on Park Avenue and 125. There were people just grilling outside. And then a guy was just holding a ton of weed and they were like trading it back and forth. Like it was like a full blown drug deal was happening. And and, and then I is don't it legal now. Is it like, no, I'm, I'm honestly asking, like, is that you can just do that? You can I, you probably can't exchange for money. You probably can't sell it. But if they're like, hey, you try my Kush and you try my my uh, gelato. You know, there's uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know how you can tell this is just my opinion that you're in an area that's maybe not so nice. This is something you can use in your own life. And Ryan, I want I want to let you know if Boost Mobile has a table on the street. (laughs) That's when you're like, I don't know if this is the nicest area. This is more of an up and coming spot, I believe. See, that is the that is the difference when you go uptown is it looks like so much more fun. Like you mentioned the barbecuing on the street because I ride fun to me, by the way. I was like, what? Oh, by the way, totally total. There's a real thought I have. Okay. I was like, what if I trip and fall into the grill and burn my face? I'm I'm an adult man. I can walk fine. I don't know why. I was like, what if somebody bumps (laughs) into me and I fucking Ah. fall into the grill? There shouldn't be grills on the street. So when I, when I ride my bike, when I go for like, there's, I can, I, I live on um like the Upper West Side, right? So mm-hmm. I'm pretty much in the middle of the island. Yeah. So if I, if I go right, I go to the George Washington Bridge. If I go left, I go all the way down to Battery Park. But when I go right and go to the bridge, going through Riverbank State Park is like, everybody's got their grills out. There's a huge party everywhere. And I'm like, this looks like so much more fun than my stuffy Upper West Side. Like, I want to be here at these parties. There's there's like, you know, 40 people from a family all got the grill going. And I'm like, this looks like fun. I am always shocked when there's a big party at the park with a grill that's not like a standard grill that's always in the park. Yeah. Because I want to say, who brought this grill? <laughs> but dude, it's not like there's one of these parties. There's like 20 of them and they're it's amazing. I don't. Does that mean I hate my family when that just sounds awful to me? No, you, do you don't like crowds. You don't like crowds. I don't. I don't like it. You're a loner. Yeah. What else is going on in the uh, in, in the news today? Uh, so there was something there was two old people stories uh, that sort of came up that were kind of amazing. Okay. Um, there was one that I think we both found them separately. There was one 100 year old guy who competed in a 100 yard dash. OK, um, and it's kind of awesome because, dude, he could run. I mean, like he's 100, but he wasn't shuffling like he was running. And uh, the other one, and I don't know which one you find more interesting. How fast did he do it? in? Do we know? 
so I don't know how I, I can look it up and find it when you start talking. Um, there was it looked like it was some sort of like over 75 category that he was in. Did he win? No, he didn't win because there were two guys that were closer to 75, probably. Oh, 100 year old Lester Wright, 23, 26 seconds, 26.34 seconds at the 100 meter at the pen relays. That's pretty amazing for a 100 year old guy. 26 seconds. I don't know how long it would take me to run 100. Meters. How many feet is 100 meters? Let me see. 300 feet. Oh, roughly. is it? Okay. Well, a meter I mean, and a yard are roughly the same, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. about 326 just- seconds. I honestly feel like that's probably as long as it would take me. <laughs> I seriously. I, I I mean, I'm not the fast. I a uh, hundred yards. That's a football field, dude. Yeah. I, or, you know, a hundred meters. Oh yeah. It is a football field. Yeah. Good for him. That's fast as shit. Yeah. I mean, and he's a hundred. To, to like to put in perspective, NFL prospects like super fast run ones run like a 4.540. So that's nine seconds to run 80. So that's 12 seconds. Like, you know, it's like 11 seconds to run 100 yards. Right. So this guy is 100 years old and, and he running did it. twice as or, or half the speed. Yeah. Not bad. No, not bad at all. And the other one is a guy in Brazil. Hmm. Who has worked? He, I think he just, or no, he just set the record. He didn't retire, I don't think yet. He just set the record that he's worked at the same job uh, for longer than anyone else on the planet. You eighty-four guess? years. Eighty-four years. Now I understand. This should make me. Uh, his name is Walter Orthman. Now, first of all, I thought his like, his, his, I didn't expect his name to be Walter. I'll say that. Well, so if I remember, he's in Brazil, but he's a German immigrant. Okay. All right. Is I think, is I, if what I remember reading from this, maybe I'm getting it confused. With oh, yeah. Else. He was hired due to his proficiency in German. Yeah. I think like, I think he was a German immigrant. He's worked there for 84 years and nine days. Now, here's the thing. Well, he started, hold on. He started as a, as a, like, uh, he was 17 and started as like in the loading dock or something, right? Like as just general labor. And then eventually got a sales job and got promoted to sales manager. And he's been the sales manager for like 79 years. Exactly. That doesn't fucking bum you out. <laughs> that he didn't get promoted for yes, almost 80 years. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought, I thought all these stories are like, Oh, Walter's gotten passed over for promotions for, I don't know the past five decades. Minimum. Years. Jesus Christ. I know. Well, maybe he didn't want to be the CEO. I okay. I've worked <laughs> at Sirius XM for about 12 years. Right. I've had multiple promotions yes. in that time. Yes. You could make an argument that I am on the cusp of being almost considered upper management in yeah. my other role. You are you are definitely middle management right now. Yeah. And I think that no one expects me to stay at this job, to stay at middle management for the next 70 years. No, I don't even think for the next seven years. Yeah, that's unrealistic. So. uh, uh, This is a bummer. This man got a job like, what the fuck? So a salesman. Also. uh, How do you. I was just, do you think he's been hanging out? Like if there is a salesman now, I don't want to, I'm sure he's, he's very spry and with it and whatever. He's still at work, you know? Yeah. But I think that if I was buying product from this guy, I'd be like, Oh, what a cute old man. I'll buy some product. Like like maybe (laughs) he couldn't buy on that, you know, buy some textiles. Yeah. I, I, the thing, the thing that I, I don't get right. Is that, is that you and I, I think are pretty much on the same page is that I, I have a hard time remembering that not everybody has the same ambitions as me. And so, like, the minute you're right, Mark, the minute you're I like, get a raise, why has this this man's been on Earth for 100 years and he hasn't interviewed Niall Horan? What the <laughs> no, fuck is wrong with him? No, but the minute I get a raise, the minute I get a promotion, the minute like any of that happens, I'm not like, oh, finally, I'm like, OK, where's the next one? Oh, yeah. No, that's like, just immediately. The- like, where's the next one? That's a curse, though. It is a curse. And and so I have like a lot of my friends that I grew up with or I went to college with or things like that, where I'm like, oh, dude, like, yeah, nice job. Congratulations. So, you know, um, CMO is next. Right. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, you can you can really you can be the you know big, 
dude, no, I'm happy. I'm fine. Like, what do you, what do you mean? You're, you're just fine. But see now, I don't, I, I don't, I, and so many of my, and it's not like they have bad, like they are doing yeah. awesome. They're doing great. But like, I'm like, what do you mean? You're not looking for anything else. Huh? I envy that on some level. I do, but, but I don't, I don't understand it or identify it with it at all. Like it's so foreign to me. And I know that I'm the abnormal one. I know that I am. I don't know if you are. I mean, maybe I think, I think it's more that people get beaten down and they're just like, all right, I'm happy to be here. Let's call it. Yeah. But one, you need that for society to function. World need ditch diggers too, or whatever people say. Okay. But, but two, it's, it's like, that must be nice to be content because I would argue that, you know, someone like you or I, or a lot of other people, especially in our industry or whatever, they're always just like, I want more. I got to get more. I got to do. And, and I've actually wondered this, even talking to executives at our own company who are older, right. And they get so mad about when shit doesn't happen or something. And I'm just like, God, how do you fucking keep caring? You're rich, <laughs> you're rich, but it's you're not in your sixties. You don't do it for the money. That's what when people tell when I tell people I don't do it for the money, they think I'm crazy. But I'm like, no, my passion, re- like like the money's like money's great. And so, yeah, I want to make as much of it as possible. But that like th- that's not what drives my passion. That's not what's doing it. So that's why you still care. So it's when just you're- power. Or for some people, it's power. For some people, it's it's the the accomplishment of getting a job done. I mean, this man that's 100 years old and at this company can't retire ever. He'll die immediately. We know this. Yes. When people stay like it's the Joe Paterno thing. One, there's two things that kill old people. It's retiring from a job they've kept for a very long time and Uh falling down. That's pretty much it. If one of those things happens, fucking start pulling the wheel out because it's a problem. I get so sad because, you know, I have the, the police scanner in my house. And when I hear 87 year old female with fallen with a broken hip. I'm like, oh, poor yeah, Betsy. It's like reporting a death. It is. It's like, oh, poor Betsy. Jeez. How often does that happen? A lot. You I it's, get more it's, ramps in this town. <laughs> no, it's they're at home. They fall in the tub. They fall out of bed. They fall, you know. So I've read, and I don't know if this is true, but I read it somewhere, that a lot of hips that break, it's not like people fall down. It's like the hips just like, I can't do it anymore. And it just like shatters yeah it just like falls out i believe that i totally believe that i i dude I, I but when i say like i used to blame people not being or wanting the next thing i used to blame it on kids yeah you know it was very easy because the first few friends that i ran into were like that had kids and they're like oh i get it you have kids and now you know your family's your focus you don't care about your job as much anymore but then it became even more bizarre to me when i have people that are married and don't want kids or don't have kids and and they're like they're in the same spot. I'm like, Wait, what? Yeah, it's crazy to me. It is crazy. To me. And I know I'm the abnormal one. I know that I'm the one that they think is crazy. But I I I will be the guy at 84 still working the same job. Probably. Uh, I, I will be. I don't know about the same job. It's going to oh, yeah. be. Good that's morning. Be it's the mashup on. <laughs> it's one. Oh, God. Our uh, I saw Maddie Siegel in Kiss 108 in Boston retired yesterday. Yeah. After he quit. After he quit last year. Yeah. If you don't know the inside radio is the guy had a, uh, a misgendering rant and then uh, quit. Yeah. And we talked about it back at the time. If you go back, I think it was like last May. And then he came back the next day and said, came back the next day. By the way, what I didn't, what we didn't cover on that story. And I didn't learn until yesterday was he got mad at one of his female co-hosts said, you work for me, turned her mic off and got pissed (laughs) because she didn't post the segment where he was bitching about the misgendering of Demi Lovato on the Kiss 108 website. Right. Now, as we also covered at the time, Maddie's co-host, Billy Costa, years and years ago, said something shitty about my dad's television show in Rhode Island, the TV maitre d'. And since that happened, I've been like, fuck that guy. As you should. What did he say about what did what did Costa say about Joe? I think I got to be honest. It was so long ago. I think it was a misunderstanding, but I didn't give a shit. I never forgot it because Um, I love my daddy. A misunderstanding like he said something, not understanding what he was saying, or you misunderstood what he said as an insult. I think he was probably just 
talking on the air. I think somebody called in like, what do you think about this other TV? Because he Billy Costa also had some restaurant show that was less successful in Rhode Island than my uh, father's. I don't know. But it was I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Billy Costa is like the new host of the show. Who, by the way, Matt Siegel, who retired from this is what you don't realize when you listen to Top 40 Radio. Matt Siegel, I believe, is 72 years old. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, like, I mean you, see, that's the everybody wants to put an age on it. They're like, oh, you're you're you know, you're 50. You can't do that anymore. It's like, no, you can. You but totally when have can. you peaked? Like when is, do you at what age do you peak? Do I you mean, know? most people most people peak at 17. I'd say I'd say about 57 percent of people peak at 17. Jesus Christ, 17. Yeah, most people peak in high school and it's all downhill from there. <laughs> but this this now so here's here's some things that i love about terrestrial radio okay uh one i don't know if they're renaming this show on kiss 108 they might still call it maddie in the morning which is fucking hilarious the only other show that did that was kid craddock which has been the kid craddock in morning show for about six or seven years and he's no, been think, dead i think it's, is, i think it's been 10 years now that he that he passed away 10 years ago and they still host the kid craddock show and yeah. in some markets the ratings are better than when the man who it's named after, who again is dead. Very, better. very tragically, he was doing a charity golf tournament. Oh, my God. Great guy. From on, what dropped I've read. On, yeah, dropped on the tee box. I thought he went into the car. I don't think he drafted on the tee box. I thought maybe, but he was at a golf Let's tournament. Not spread no, shit. He was at a golf tournament and, and passed away. And it was tragic because he was. He was a, he was a, from all, from everyone that worked with him, from all, like he was a good guy. Maddie, and, and this is the other, so where I was going about these, these terrestrial morning shows, first of all, oftentimes once these guys get this old, they're not even in the city that they broadcast in anymore. Maddie lived in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Are you serious? Yes. There's it's something like, about that that makes me really mad. I don't like it. And then there's like, remember like when Kevin and the Bean, when they were done and Todd Petten get like, they were the all Bean. all over the place. Yes. Well, as I understand it, now I don't know those guys. I'd never listened to that show and I don't know them, but I, it, the rumors are that there was a blood feud um, that was so bad. They couldn't even be in the same state. I don't know. How does that, how does that fucking work? Think about how committed to money you have to be. Like what if you and I hated each other so much that for, the the meager salary they pay us <laughs> when I was when I was in Baltimore, there was rumors. There was a guy that I worked with who said that his old co-host, um, they used to do a very po- it was it, they used to do a really popular show in Baltimore. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a morning show in Baltimore that used to just kill it. And the two co-hosts hated each other. And the one guy that I worked with later, like he was much later, but he used to tell me that they got separated. So he would be in the main studio running the board and his co-host would be in the newsroom, like separated by glass, like in the other studio, but where they can still see each other. Right. And so the guy running the board, if the guy in the other room didn't like what he was doing, would pull, <laughs> gun talk two days in a row, would pull out a fucking pistol and point it at him through the studio window until he did the part of the bit that he wanted him to. People who work in radio are completely fucked up, completely fucked up nuts. Maddie's that was, reti- it was Brian and O'Brien. If if anyone back in the day, that it was Big Don told me that story. Brian and O'Brien. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last Maddie tidbit that I thought was interesting. He's he had been off the show for two weeks, and then he they teased an announcement yesterday, and of course, in true radio fashion, it was like we'll do it at eight a.m. And by eight twenty-seven, they fucking got to it. You really trying to get those PPM numbers uh-huh. up? You got to get that second quarter hour. They made him retire in a recording. Oh, wow. So he didn't retire. Doesn't. I mean, I don't know, but that that doesn't sound or maybe he was so emotional that, you know, he's like, I should I should pre because I'm going to cry. I don't think so. I mean, he said that he had he basically said that he had had some he had had a foot surgery. He had had some type of brain thing that made him angrier. And he just was like, I'm not doing this anymore. But I feel like I I was listening to Toucher and Rich in Boston yesterday, Ooh. and one of them said it, and I agree. Uh, maybe he'll be back. <laughs> oh, where? What do you think on another station? I think so. I mean, yeah. the guy was a Boston institution. You see, what, what you said is that he was, and and what you said about him being in Fort Lauderdale, right? Like, dude, I get it. Like, people move. You want to you want to change your scene. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you do Boston and then you go to a small market like Fort Lauderdale, right? Just be fucking honest about it. 
What do you mean? Like on the air? Yeah. I don't know if he hit it. I don't know. No, pick up a show in Fort Lauderdale and be like, hey, guys, I'm on two stations now. Sometimes I'm in Florida. Sometimes I'm in Boston. Why would you need to add a second job just to go live somewhere else? Because you're that just, would be like if, if I had to also do events in Fairfield, Connecticut to justify living here, even though I I work for Sirius XM in Manhattan. No, Why would that a, make any no, sense? You don't do a second job. You just broadcast from the station in Fort Lauderdale and say, hey, guys, just today I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I don't I'll know if he lied about it. I just okay. I didn't know. I don't know if he did either. I'm just making that up. But but if I if it happened to me, like because this is you're right, this happens in radio all the time where people serve a local market and they live somewhere totally different and just lie about it. I would be like like at least like, hey guys, I I have a summer home. Yeah, it's normal. It yeah, it's totally normal. Like they're they're, they're <laughs> go ahead. I, it's no, totally- no no no. It's just, I I I get it. I get it. Uh, any what else going on? Um, well, we didn't talk about uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's wild. So last night, the Hollywood Bowler, by the time you guys hear this two nights ago, he was doing a show and got attacked by an audience member. And then that audience member got fucked up. Did you see yeah. his arm? I heard that it was dislocated. Oh, it's very it, fucked. Well, he had a knife. So I imagine they were trying to disarm him. Mm, they did. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I didn't uh, even realize I made a joke. Oh, hey. nailed it. Oh, was, was it you up, up up on that stage with Dave Chappelle doing comedy? <laughs> but Jesus. a lot of people, what do you what do you think? Because a lot of people are saying that this is um, a, a direct result of Will Smith and that Will Smith set the mood and that now because of that, people are going to think it's OK. Well, I find it highly unlikely that Dave Chappelle was saying anything about this gentleman's wife. Secondly, I don't agree with that. I mean, look, I guess if there if it keeps happening, sure. I mean, maybe uh, here and there people would be motivated by it. But that's like when you're like school shootings are cause of the angry music. I, I don't think so. OK, think people, somebody's either a fucking psycho or they're not. I, I, I feel like that there's a lot of like that we're a very copycat society. Mm-hmm. And so now the ball's rolling. So Will Smith did it. So now somebody's done it to Chappelle. And within the next week, we're going to hear about it happening to somebody else. We're going to hear about a comedian doing the tickle shack in Kansas City um, that somebody jumps on stage. And Well, that at least means that in like 18 months or so, we'll get a Hulu documentary about oh, they- comedy got dangerous. Yeah. I tried to watch. There was there was some documentary that was on Amazon about how you can't tell a joke anymore. It's like a joke, and I started trying to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is. Um, what is it? Just Joe Rogan and other people being like, you used to be able to say the R word. Yeah, it was. It was that was sort of the theme. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. I don't mean gay when I say it. You know, it's like <laughs> I mean it's weird. Well, they can still be able to get married. I just mean like, you know, I don't need it like that. It's like fucking, hey. Uh, any thoughts before we get out of here, Ryan? At TIH Show. Don't forget to uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be here tomorrow. Bye.